oh hi how are you <laughs> hello there <laughs> oh oh hi fancy seeing you i'm right. great though how are you i'm okay i'm um um a little uh fatigued at the moment but i'm feeling good i i um i wanted to talk about this doggone Dahmer series on netflix doggone Dahmer series yeah also known Dahmer. as Dahmer. yeah <laughs> in case you're looking for it yeah okay um but first let's tell everyone who the hell we are yeah oh yeah you know don't know <laughs> it's your girl uh, you know how they do um <laughs> um i'm kalina michelle and I'm Cicely Joy, and you're listening to Real Snobs, a snobby short. Uh, Kalina Michelle's going to do a, uh, a review on Doggone Dahmer. Doggone Dahmer. <laughs> I, so you how, know, how did you like it? Um, as far as the series goes, it was really, really good. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it was excellent, but it was very good. Um, okay. they, they hit all the right um, emotional notes that you needed to... Um, to get the story what i liked about doing them doing this when i say them i mean the people at netflix mm-hmm. um what i like that they did with this is that they showed other perspectives of the consequences of Dahmer's actions so not just the story from jeffrey Dahmer's point of view but yeah stories from his neighbors from some of his victims, from, um, you know, people in and around the country who got involved um, through the media and stuff like that. And the consequences of having a serial killer operating for so long um, in an area. So like his, his crazy, heinous, sick and seditious crimes didn't just affect his victims and the families. It affected his family, affected people who lived near him, uh, Mm -hmm. people in the surrounding community. Um, And they really did a good job at showing those perspectives as well. Because I thought it was going to be kind of like how everything is just like like a police procedural. We got to figure out who he is. You know what I'm saying? And it was more, it was way more than that. Um, it went into um, possible reasons as to how he became how he was and all that kind of stuff. Now, interestingly enough, Netflix did something similar about the Ted Bundy um, mm-hmm. crimes. With, did you, see, you watched that? I did not. Okay. Um, and the reason why is because I wasn't into Zac Efron like that because Zac Efron plays... Yeah. Um, plays him ted bundy Mm -hmm. and but i am a huge fan of um who's the guy evan evan peters evan peters huge fan of him from american horror story and he has he has he was perfect for this because he's literally prepared for this role for the last yeah. decade. Uh, what, 10 years or so. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I see him as like a young budding, almost like Johnny Depp because he really can trans um, transfer into so many different roles and right. But with, yeah. while still being him. Yes. Which yeah. is, which is um, that makes you a star really. 
mm-hmm. that makes you a star in Hollywood. Like I can see him getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame if he keeps this up. Um, oh, I'm not saying yeah. he should keep up still playing um, antagonistic roles, <laughs> <laughs> but he's got he he does have range because he can give you stuff. But he just does horror so well, and he does suspense so well. Um, yeah. I was proud of him. Um, other cast members of note, um, for me, of course, Miss Niecy Nash, who plays um, Jeffrey Dahmer's neighbor. I can't remember her name at the moment, but she literally lived next door to him in his apartment mm-hmm. and smelled the rotting flesh through her vents and smelled him, you know, baking and cooking people's organs and stuff and she she was just like look something's wrong we need you know she called the police on him several times because she not only was you know and she was a witness essentially to these murders multiple Mm -hmm. murders heard them screaming um trying to break out and trying to run free and i mean powerhouse of an actress and Mm -hmm. she has really come into her own too because she um, got her start in like on what's that show uh, Reno 911 oh um, yeah I love it <laughs> you know it's like she's a comedy actress and mm-hmm. she has really been strategic in the roles that she's been picking as of late and I'm really loving this role for her I think they need to prepare her Emmy right now um, also the gentleman who played um, Jeffrey Dahmer's father mm-hmm Give him an Emmy today. I was, he was going through it while Jeffrey was going through it too. So because- I'm guessing it's the older, the older actor. Um, I, I just started watching it. So I'm on episode two. So I'm seeing, you know, the older version of his father, but they yes, also there's showing two, the younger. So, right. So there's a younger version of her, his father and there's mm-hmm. an elderly version. I'm talking about the elderly like middle-aged to elderly version of, okay. uh, of his father mm-hmm. that man right there he deserves his uh recognition as well because he's been acting for quite some time usually in you know very small roles yeah in yeah, supporting roles I... but he's killing he killed it in this one um i was struck uh, first of all i'm thinking about the fact that this this clearly disturbed person um, who may have been a victim of circumstance to a point, but he was just he was just allowed to do these crazy things for so long and in multiple places, and no one just stopped to think like, maybe we should look in on this guy. Like the stuff that he was getting away with back in the 80s and 90s would never happen today we have too many cameras everywhere people have cell phones everywhere and i just none of this stuff would fly and i think a lot of people particularly people in the uh, queer community Mm -hmm. have really uh, unfortunately because of men like jeffrey dahmer they've really narrowed down like the checking in system you know um People just weren't checking in on each other like that back in the day, especially if you were gay and especially if you were a gay person of color, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And I, what was what was really interesting, I didn't realize this, but there was a couple of people that actually managed to get away from Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. and they tried to spread the news about him, but it still didn't work. And um, and there were so many holes in in not just the investigation, but just just t- very lazy policing on at least from what they were trying to show from their point of view, I guess, real mm-hmm. lazy policing in Minneapolis at the time, um, especially because they just did not listen to the community. When, so do you think, yeah. it, was it uh, was it because they're a marginalized group that, you know, the, the cops weren't really caring about what, the, what their issue was or was it just uh, something bigger than that? Yeah, they weren't caring because these people were, you know, these men were turning up missing and their families were going out like, hey, my boy hasn't come home, you know? Yeah. But then they were like, oh, well, you know, he's a grown man and grown men do whatever. And I guess because it was the 80s and and AIDS was just starting and everything, they were just like, well, he's a deviant. So deviants are going to do what deviants do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But what the one story, though, that you um apparently was pretty well known and I didn't know this but the police literally had an opportunity to save one of his victims but they walked that victim right back into Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment wow and he was he was 14 years old and what what made Jeffrey one of the things that made him so sadistic was that his um I don't want to say it's unnatural, but his knack for examining and cutting up and, and doing taxidermy and roadkill and stuff like that when he mm-hmm. was a kid, it ended up, his his serial killing became an extension of that. So that's why he was like almost like a bone collector, but he also got a weird sexual gratification off of taking out their organs and, and eating them right Mm -hmm. and that was just like sick but one of the things that he used to do was he would just drill a hole in the side of their skulls to a certain point in their brain that basically made people walking zombies they weren't able to talk anymore they weren't able to do anything except just basically to stand there or sit there and Mm -hmm. this is what he the that's the first thing he did to that 14 year old he had drilled a hole in his head and so the 14-year-old somehow managed to escape his apartment when he stepped out to get more beer. Mm-hmm. And he went to his the neighbor next door to him, saw the boy, tried to get the police to figure out who the boy was. Boy couldn't say his name, couldn't do anything. Jeffrey walks back around the corner and lies and said, oh, he's my boyfriend. He's 19 years old. His neighbor's like, uh, no, this is, don't y'all see? This is a young boy. Like something's mm-hmm. wrong here. Why is he naked? Why is he not saying anything? Why is his head bleeding? And the police said, ma'am, we got this under control. And they asked Jeffrey, hey, does, do you have his ID? Um, and if you do, then we'll leave you alone. So they all walked that boy back up to Dahmer's apartment. Dahmer showed them some kind of fake ID or whatever, whatever he did to get the cops off his tail and they let him go back in that apartment Sicily wow I uh, I was just I was just like you know what un 
freaking believable. And then, of course, after he's caught, they show the perspectives of the victim's families in court and things like that. It was really, really a big emotional roller coaster of a series, but it's mm-hmm. also a cautionary tale as well mm-hmm. for everybody involved, not just Dahmer, but the police and the victims' families, the neighbors, the victims themselves. And oh gosh, um, when we were growing up, we were kind of young in the 80s. So I, you know, my, our parents aren't going to talk to us about that. But I just remember suddenly it was all about stranger danger growing up. And yeah. don't, you know, don't go over here and kids are getting kidnapped and blah, 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 blah. And that became like a big thing um, in the late 80s and 90s. And I'm sure Jeffrey Dahmer and, you know, John Wayne Gacy and all these crazy guys had a lot to do with that. So the story is very, very good. It was actually entertaining to watch. It kept my attention. And it's also going to pull at your heartstrings a lot. So, yeah. Well, I definitely, um, just from the little I've seen so far, I, you know, and I, I'm, I don't want to say excited to see more, but it's it has um, caught me or hooked me. Mm-hmm. I, the way they're telling the story is what I'm impressed by because as I'm watching the first episode, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm watching the first episode. I feel like, okay, I, I feel like it's just suspense. It's all suspense because I feel like I know what's going to happen. And so I'm just waiting for it to happen. But oddly enough, um, how they're telling the story wasn't exactly what I expected or, you know, the, um, from, from what I've seen so far, just it not being totally linear. And, you know, having moments um, that are reflecting back on his past and like you said, different perspectives and stuff. And that's that is a very clever way of telling a story that could easily just come off as a suspenseful miniseries Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is based off of a true, you know, true crimes. Yeah. So I like I I like what they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's what i think when people do such heinous ridiculous crimes like this we all just want to know it's almost it's almost like we can't help ourselves like we just have to know well what kind of a boy was he you know what were his parents like and you know what was the what were the circumstances that made him maybe snap that one day you know like what what was he like in his head when he killed the first person, you know? Yeah. Um, and that is the culmination of our, us, like, literally interviewing him, interviewing his family, books that were written about him, recordings while he was in prison and, and on death row. Just, you know, all of that. And um, I'm still thinking about it. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. still thinking about, like, Edmund Peters is he's just good he's just good and he is haunting as hell mm-hmm. and he's still hot and I don't understand how that <laughs> happens but like uh, yeah it was it was a good series I would recommend it I'm gonna give it uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it a medium popcorn with extra butter it's good it okay. is it's very good um I, I, I'm trying not to be 
super enthusiastic about it because I don't know if there's going to be something else similar that comes out. I haven't even watched the one that uh, Zac Efron was in so to compare it to yet, but mm-hmm. but I, I liked this one. I really did. Great casting. Oh. Great, great, great choices all around. So I didn't watch the Ted Bundy, Bundy one, but I heard great things about Zach's performance and how he really like engrossed himself in that role. I mean, not to the point of, you know, becoming yeah. a serial killer, but where you're not seeing Zach anymore. Yeah. And so I think there would probably be good comparisons there, but, you know, in, in the story itself, we, you know, we all have this fascination over true crime. We have all the the channels, the true crime um, TVs, Discovery, um, and whatever I, mm-hmm. ID was it Discovery yeah. ID or something. Um, so there is that fascination of um, of the the mind of these uh, serial killers, but also the investigations, the the tactics and stuff. Um, I'm not sure, you know, you've watch the series i it sounds like it's not really focusing on the the investigation per se um especially since um uh what's it called what's his name again uh Dahmer confessed yeah <laughs> so you know there's that and it, what i wonder in most of those cases especially back in the day before we had a lot of the technology we do the forensic mm-hmm. technology is kind of um what what more may have happened that was unsaid that they may not have pursued because they're like, oh, well, we got all we need. So let's, you know, lock them away, close the books on that. But there's still probably even more um, that, you know, more victims and more um, um, to to discover that went unsaid because they just believed them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know... It also kind of, it, it didn't do what some of these documentaries do when they, they do these about serial killers in that mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out what can motivate a man to do such things. It's, it mm-hmm. was, this series wasn't about that. Clearly they, it was one of those topics that they alluded to, but it wasn't so much about that. The series was how we as a society, all of us, during that time period let a man like that thrive Mm -hmm. and not just him you know they they made a little bit of a a side sequence scene sequence um with john wayne gacy as well Mm -hmm. and there was a point when in the story where um jeffrey was like well i I'm I'm not as bad as that guy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> but then you're just like, yeah, you were, dude. Like you were eating their hearts. Like you know what I'm saying? You know, so it's just it's yeah, it's just a lot. Um also it shows how we just really were don't do not as we still don't to an extent, but we really didn't take the word of poor black people seriously. Yeah was particularly when it came to him because he lived in a poor black neighborhood in a poor black apartment complex or not say black I mean like people of color you know all people that were below the poverty line were living there but it's mostly black people and this is the city of Minneapolis right Mm -hmm. and literally his neighbor was like 
Oh my God. When when his when the guy, his last almost victim, finally, finally got him caught, mm-hmm. his neighbor, Nisi, ran out and she's like, Oh, so how many bodies you find in there? Huh? How mm-hmm. many times have I called y'all? And she was screaming like, I called you so many times. Y'all kept ignoring me. I told you I was hearing them screaming in the middle of the night. I was hearing the bones. I was hearing, you know what I mean? And like, she went to all of this victim's funerals, you know, mm. saying, I tried, you know, like, I'm so sorry. I, I sh- wish I could have done more. The police just wouldn't listen, you know? And then you go back and you look up like the real life story because it's so ridiculous. And then you go back, you're like, shit, that stuff really happened. Like, mm-hmm. the police were just not caring at all. And they allowed this man. He people, So many people called police on him, and they were just like, ugh, whatever, you know? And he was able to just get by on charm and being a white guy. You know what I mean? Ugh. Amazing stuff. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I look forward to finishing. I, I do see this as <clears throat> my next binge, thanks yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was not, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like watching certain things. And mm-hmm. so I was just like, I don't know if I want to see this. I don't know if I want to have an emotional roller coaster like that. But um, I was able to handle it. I was surprised I was able to handle it. Um, yeah there's that all right so (laughs) all right well thank you for your review and um i'm curious to know what other people think about this series and what is next to come with netflix what's going to be the next trendy thing that's basically why i'm hopping on it right now since it's buzzworthy and trendy and um not necessarily memeable i won't say memeable um but there was something in the first episode that I was thinking about and I was like, yeah, I could see this being a meme, but it just slipped my mind. Damn. What was that? It was some like corny little joke. Oh, oh, the father blaming mm-hmm. um, the hernia surgery. <laughs> just kind of saying he was never right after that surgery. And I'm like, okay, well, that, and y'all yeah, better not get hernia surgeries. <laughs> yeah. Get, get into, when you get into the show, you'll see why he even said something so ridiculous. You yeah. know what I mean? And man, it was just, all of it was just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a story. It is a story <laughs> for sure. But I will say this, at the end of the day, even though there you could see like, oh, maybe this was the catalyst that made him do that. Or maybe it was this, or maybe it was that relationship gone wrong. Or maybe it was this mm-hmm. or that. <clears throat> at the end of the day, the blame is solely squarely on him because he knew what he was doing was wrong. And then he kept doing it and he covered up the fact that he kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Like he actively, like it was premeditated. Like he wanted to do this, you know, and it was just unfortunate that he could have been stopped so many times, but people just didn't want to listen to poor and black people. So there it is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening to our snobby short Um, comment and let us know what you think. Yay. Yay.